When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brands, Mike Blaina, and Andy Brand Bernard. And we will be right back. A member of the KQ Morning Show quoted Molina. I can't believe it. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, and working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. What are you doing? What? Nothing. I'm just going through some stuff. Thinking about... You're good now. Hello? Oh, there, there I am. You go. Thinking about uh, yesterday. And I don't... Um, yesterday? I, no, a guy, a guy yesterday... All my troubles seem so far away. He, uh, he did this really bonehead thing, and I can't remember what it was. But somebody on the morning show, I can't remember if it was Candace or it was Brittany. Most or, likely Brittany. Probably Brittany. Hands said, down, it's Brittany. Well, just remember what <laughs> Melina says, that 80% of people on earth are morons. <laughs> so you were quoted <laughs> yesterday, Melina. I started out with 66%. Yeah. You shot her up to 75 and then 80 <laughs> And It, it uh, all depends on the day. It does. It's very true. Sometimes it's like you walk around and you're like, hey, people can actually do things. And you ran into a couple of people that were polite, so it restores yeah. your faith in humanity. And then the next day, you find out how scummy but people can be. But it's crazy. When it gets a little warmer out and stuff, people act even more dumb. 
Really? Do they start no. murdering each other? I find that people are nicer Moida. when it's sunny. It's oh. Moida. Murder rates go way up when it's warm. Oh, that's because they people leave the house. Yeah. Murderers leave the house. <laughs> I'm not murdering anyone when it's cold out. It's too Forget cold it. to murder anybody today. It's true. Can't do it. It's too cold. My knife might break in half because <laughs> it's frozen. Won't get any stabbing done today. Oh, Doug Sprinthal is so funny. Mr. Hilarity. He got you signed up for the tour to cure. Username is blah, blah, blah. Your password. Uh... <laughs> well, if they don't know the username, then they, the password's fine to give out. Right. They don't know you the, the username. So you know what the password is? <laughs> no. Welfare radio. Oh, great. Laugh it up, Sprinthal. He just loves it when you get in trouble he with does. the oligarchy oh. of Minnesota. Oh, absolutely. Now, <laughs> Joe from Louisville said he wants to take over the championship. Speaking. Oh, there he is. Oh, Speaking look who's of bad here. guys. <laughs> look who's here with his fake bike helmet on. See, he's getting his, he has he's his getting, fake bike helmet yeah, he's on. He's getting in shape. You're out wow. there getting in shape for the uh, two. I just, just saw my, uh, my uh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't give him the username, but I, I did give him the password. Welfare radio. Uh, and now Joe from Louisville and Melina are in a fight because Melina pegged it at 80% and Brittany yesterday on the Cakey Morning Show said that Melina said that 80% of people on earth are morons. Joe from Louisville just claimed the title by going up to 85% of people are morons. So so you're getting in shape for the 26 miles? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I've got to put going? in. I, I, I can't ride 26 oh, miles without getting my butt in shape. No, I can't sit in. I can't sit in the saddle for that long. You're going to be on the air. I can't sit in the saddle that long without working up to it. I got to go like five miles, eight miles, ten miles. You should go training with your neighbor that Tom mistaked for you. Yeah, the one who just. Oh yeah. Remember that woman I. We don't know who she is. I can't even remember what she lives way the hell up some hill. I know. I'm impressed. I. You know what? I should have her just do it, and everybody will think it's me, and then I'll be some marathon bike rider. So serious. Everyone will be so impressed. I'll be done with the race in two minutes. Just love the idea of Tom. Like, what the? Where the hell are you going? And her turning around, like, what? Well, luckily for me. I knew he was doing it too. I knew he was doing it. When she pulled up her driveway to her garage. I did not follow her up her driveway because I went, God why is that. Catherine going up someone else's driveway? And thank God I didn't follow her up her driveway. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm surprised he wasn't in the kitchen grabbing a snack before he realized it wasn't me. <laughs> laugh it up, sister. <laughs> so Sarah signed up this morning, and here's how I talked to her. There's two great things that happen if you sign up before tomorrow. You get a custom KQ Walzer riding shirt that the graphics department designed. It's actually cool. I don't cool. get one anyway. Well, yeah, you're probably, good point. Come the on. Other, I think this was the closer, though. If it's like last week's, uh, last year's route, it goes right by Michael Bryant's house. Mm. And it I does. told Sarah that if she's tired, that she could just go into Michael's house and drink gin and tonics until miles? we pick her up. I like that. It's right it's over about, there by that. That's more my speed. That little, pl- that little playground in St. Louis Park. There's a lot of playgrounds. I know, but the one that goes right by the bike the path. The bike path. Oh. He lives in that neighborhood. How many miles is that? Two. Well, it's pr- yeah, two probably miles two. That I can do. Okay, <laughs> you're in. <laughs> that was Doug you're and that was Doug and me lying to you is yeah. what that was right there. Except so I you could use the electric bike. I'm in. <laughs> we'll just disguise it. Yeah, I'll ride in a pack. <laughs> I've yeah. got people around me, we'll so paint, no one will know. We'll paint a sign on it that says "Not an electric bike." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That'll fool them. Yes, with a sign that says "Not an electric bike." That's good. Just well, don't I know get that one you've of those old cheering. people recumbent bikes. Okay, I hate those. Why? They look weird. They're coming back. There's a lot of people that use those just because they have bad backs. I well, think they do it because they're hippies and they think it's cool. Yeah, they're actually hipsters are hell, and they take up a lot of room. They like them. No, wait a second. You didn't ride here from Rosemont. No, no. What I, I do when I ride in the city is, well, yeah, and you got to ride across 77. <laughs> exactly, and get, killed. get killed. When I ride in Minneapolis, I, I put the bike on the car, and I, I stop at uh, uh, Minnehaha Park, or, or actually closer to Cedar, and just jump on the trails there. So Yeah. I rode down the river and then That's got nice. up on That's the Greenway, nice and then I took went right through downtown. That was kind of cool. I just went for my walk along the Mississippi River this morning. We took an hour walk because you were gone and the cleaners came, so I just said, I'll, I'll go for a walk. So I went down here. I went and parked back You said, back cleaning? There. I'm out. <laughs> get, clean the house. Forget it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Communist. See ya.
Uh, <laughs> so I went for a nice walk along the Mississippi River. That's nice by down Andy's there. That's a nice house. walk. It is a great walk, mm -hmm. absolutely. And I was wearing a Minneapolis policeman's hat, so nobody bothered me. It was wonderful. So thank you to Minneapolis Police Department. Oddly enough, I didn't get bothered either, and I just was dressed up like a middle-aged bike rider. Yeah, but you look like a weirdo. That's why nobody bothers you. <laughs> okay. He doesn't even fight it off. He just goes, okay. I'm glad that you're wearing a bright orange shirt, though. I like the visibility on a bike. Yeah. I, I do love the fact that I, I do get through the KQ page or whatever the hell it is. Tom, I don't know why these people advertise with you. You hate every one of them. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Why would they do that? I hate them all. I will tell you, because I've had a lot of listeners reach out to me since I started using my email. And they come from all different walks of life, uh, but they have one thing in common. What? They're all sarcastic as hell. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, oh, they, yeah. Can, they can take a punch. It's, it's great. A KQ listener, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think they're like that over on violin radio, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's, it went from yeah. welfare to violin. I didn't want to get you in super trouble. Oh, you know, that didn't get me in trouble. Like I said, I made it very clear on the radio, and I'll make it clear on this show. NPR has never done anything to me. This has not been about NPR going after me or to a. No. I, and NPR has never done anything to me. I just love teasing them the fact that they have more money than God because they're in welfare radio and yeah. we're broke. Their studios are. Speaking of which, Second I heard that uh, Gorgeous. Charlie Rose has got about 30 people now out of the closet. 30 that, women? Yeah. Out what of the he closet? Doing? Oh, you well, mean? Well, not out of the closet. Uh, saying that he sexually yeah. harassed. Yeah, that's a different thing. So <laughs> how did he do it? Go pantsless or what did he do? No, you know, it's a little vague. I think he was just really suggestive. But no, he didn't do the uh, uh, Louis C.K. route from what I can tell. I have a question for you about that. Uh, suggestive. Being suggestive. Sexually suggestive. Whenever our ratings came out from 1986 until 19, or excuse me, 2013, so from 86 to 13, you're yep. talking 27 years, right? Yep. Every month when the ratings came out, Hamilton would have a couple of cocktails and then kiss me on the lips. Now, is that suggestive? No, and it was not on the cheek. Because it's two guys, it's fine. Was there any, Why? Cup, was there any, was there any cupping? <laughs> yeah, there was oh, some cupping. If there's cupping, then it's a problem. But I just, how, glad do you discern, I stopped in. how do you discern what is suggestive and what isn't? Yeah, no, I, I get it. That's a tough road to hoe because, uh, you know, I have another friend, and I, he's Italian, and whenever he greets me, he hugs me and kisses me on the lips. Well, it's, it's all I about don't intention. It's all yeah, about but how intention. do they know the intention? Oh, that's I told. I was talking to Tom yesterday. I'm like, I just don't think you can. You can no, you're, just. You're right. You can't touch anybody anymore without other no. people in the room. That makes me sad. I, I well, thought, there's a movement going through uh, right now called postmodernism, which basically states that there is no such thing as like the truth. And if someone feels some way, then that's their truth. And you know, oh, nice. so basically, Perception if someone, reality. yeah, so if someone says they were sexually harassing me, that's their truth. So you can't argue with it. So well, you, it was the Supreme Court said that about pornography. Yeah, it's hard to find, but you know it when you see yeah. it. Right, right. You know, there's a, but here's the problem that I have: that, that that we all get. We go from okay, so Charlie Rose, it was suggestive. They said. Yeah, no, I'll look up what allegations he that he yeah look up the Charlie fondled Rose story. and groped. And oh, he did fondle and grope. That's different. It's Charlie Rose. I mean, come on, man. What are you doing? I know, but there's there's a big difference between what Bill Cosby did and what Louis C.K. did. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, give people roofies and then date rape them. Yeah, that is a little. Not that's not here. really open to interpretation. Yeah. I don't that's think you're not you're gonna believe that really this bad. is Tom Bernard saying this. You're not gonna believe this. But I don't know what Al Franken did warranted him being kicked out of the U.S. No, I think he was, like, I, I agree. I think he was sort of the apex of that whole movement. He, he was, was right yeah. at the top. And, and I'm defending Al no, Franken. I know you what are. the hell am I doing? I always said I didn't think that he should step down because no. I, I really do think that there's nope. got to be due process. You can't just accuse somebody and ruin their lives yeah. I, because then you can do anything you want to anybody mm -hmm. uh, it's it, it's too much power and it's also crazy people are going to use this to their advantage like nobody's business yeah well there's no question about that i uh, you know so i saw the picture where he wasn't grabbing a woman's right. breast; he was pretending to as a joke there was nothing sexual which about isn't that. 
funny. That's not funny, funny but he wasn't and, a, he wasn't a senator no. at the time either. Yeah. He was a comedian. Well, that's right. He was a song and dance man. Yeah. What yeah. what else did he do? I don't know what else he did. I think that's no. There was a no. couple of things. There was some woman at the state or, fair I that was he uncomfortable. Grabbed or, somebody's boob or something. Oh, did he? Like well, he when can't he was be doing when that. he was like taking photos, he would like cop a little some you know a little something you know. Yeah, no. Although, to tell you the truth, I, as I've said before, over my 48-year career, I've had men and women grab my package. Now, I didn't. Con- that was not sexual. It was just they thought it was funny. Part of the Catholic Church. <laughs> That's really nice. Hey, Melina, now that you're listening, have you watched Silicon Valley? Oh, my yeah, God. No, Don't done. keep ruining it for oh me. No, it's God. just one line. That line you told so me is one of the funniest things I've ever I, heard. I, we watched it last night, and Jared, the, the whitest guy in the planet, fires off the best one. I was oh, laughing Jared, so hard yeah. I had to stop the show. They were eating pizza, and he goes, oh. You know, when I was a kid, my parents wouldn't let us eat eat pizza because they said Italians aren't real white people. (laughs) (laughs) Take that home with you, Melina. Italians are not real white people. So we're in the third season? (laughs) Yeah. We're in a third season. And yeah. T.J. Miller's off the fourth season? Fifth season. No, he's off the fifth. He's, okay. So we watched the first episode. Because I don't even know if I'll like it after he's off, to tell you the it's truth. It's not as good. I think his one-liners me. are the best. He, he's just great. I mean, yeah. he's larger than life. But the other characters are pretty good, too. Yeah, know. they are. But, I mean, I just think that he's... Do they replace him with somebody that doesn't have as high of a nerd factor? Because the uh, nerd factor is funny. They haven't replaced him yet, so I don't know that they have. Oh, okay. but, but you need somebody that is, you know, a little bit Jin more. Jin Yang yeah, gets into the yeah, arc, and he's yeah, trying to get Bachman so. killed. Uh, <laughs> would you stop? I don't want you ruining the I'm show sorry. for me. I understand you have to deliver the I don't think Italians are really white people. It's a great line. Just for you, Mike. Just for you, Just Melina. for you. You and Sansevier. You're welcome. And L.A. Nick, by the way. Yep. L.A. Nick, too. A bunch of non-white people on the Tom Bernard show. <laughs> See, now, I suppose there could be people that would be offended by that. There could be people. And they would be there mad at me. There most likely are people. Even though I didn't come up with a joke, I, uh, and, and, and actually... Well, just the fact that you Doug found it funny. It. The fact that I found it funny, though, yes. they'll be mad at me. Yes. Yes. Like I think welfare radio is funny. I didn't invent that. A listener did. That's brilliant. But it's better than violin radio. It's, it's a lot better, better than violin radio. I'm pretty sure radio. public radio doesn't think it's funny. Come on. They, the most gorgeous <laughs> studios on earth, they get paid a fortune because they'll never run out of money. And then, you know, when we file bankruptcy, everybody gets $3.4 million bonuses at the top. And the rest of us, hey, Tom, do you have any bus fare? Like, <laughs> can you take another salary cut? Can you take another? Can you give more of your money back to the station so we can pay other people? <laughs> and, then fire them. and then fire yeah, them. Yeah, and then fire them so you get to keep the money. <laughs> yeah, you know, other than that, though, everything's going really smoothly. Oh, so I, I hear yeah. social media firing up, Catherine. <laughs> be careful. Hey, it's true. I knew it. <laughs> it's true. I, I, you know, I, that is something I'm, I don't try to hide from anybody. It was a lot of money, and I, it was the right thing to do. It just was. So good for them. Uh, oh, we've only got 10 seconds left, so oh. I better shut the hell up and move on. You know, I, I would agree that I don't think, and I'm very serious about this, I don't think that Italians are really white people. <laughs> I I hear a (laughs) t-shirt. There's a t-shirt coming. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. 
I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Who else was singing throwing me off? Me. No, it was Pavarotti. He was throwing me off. He's always flat. He oh my never God. hits his notes. Catherine and I were so lucky. We went to see him live at the Met Center just before he died. Really? Oh, God, yep. it was lucky. Well, it was a while before he died. A lot of while before he died. 2006. Oh, my God. Wait, was he 2007. Amazing. He died in 2007? Yeah. Well, what the, when did they tear down the Met Center? Because it was just before they tore down the Met Center. That's a long that, time ago. Oh, that would have been Shit. early 80s. Uh, uh, 93. Wait. They tore down the Met Center in 93? No. That doesn't uh, sound right. I can't be right. 94, yeah. No, because they built... Really? Yeah, and it was at Met Center. It was God, not I at, would have uh, thought it would have been... It was yeah. closed in 93, and then they demolished it the next year. Okay. Oh, it's, I'm I thinking guess. of the ballpark. Oh, Met Stadium? Yeah. Oh, yeah. me too. That was torn down in 82. Yeah. Yep, 82, they tore that down. So you saw him like 20 years before he died. No. Uh, yes. Wait, 12 years. 12 years. A long time before he died. But honestly, 13 he, years? Yeah, seeing 13 years. Pavarotti in person was an amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. That was very what nice. A, greatest singer ever born, probably, as far as uh, men are concerned. And then women, it's a tough call for me because Aretha Franklin's got to be way, way, way near the top. But... Kiri Takanawa. Oh my God, that woman can sing. Some people can sing. Woo! <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald. Ella yeah. Fitzgerald. Ugh. Absolutely. Fantastic. Good police, stuff. Police in Calgary have uh, ruled out foul play and a gruesome fine behind a wall at a mall bathroom, but there are still some unanswered questions. Police say a man in his 20s died after climbing inside the wall of a woman's bathroom and becoming stuck. He's trying to peep at women and got killed. And well, he deserves it. Are we up to 85 yet, Melina? Oh, yeah. We're getting close. 85% of morons. Oh, I, Dave suggested that maybe he was homeless and he was trying to hide in the mall overnight, which could have been the case. Mm. Which Dave? What? Darkness Dave or Dave Mordahl? When's the last time I talked to Dave Mordahl? I don't know if you talk to Mordahl. I don't keep I a I thought you Skype together all the time. Oh, look at Bell and Melina. Bella, Kelly. what are you doing? Bella, that, Bella hangs Kelly. out with colored people. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about. All right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every time you Doug come Sprinthal in here, it's like has what's to happening? tell Alex the, the thing. Yesterday came and it was so, diarrhea. Because so. you watch, you watch Silicon Valley. Yes. So Sarah and I were watching the first episode of season five last night. And Jared, the pasty guy, the yes. tall, fires off the best. I was laughing so hard to had to turn off the TV. <laughs> eating pizza, and he's get this look on his face like he saw God, and he goes, "I could never eat a pizza as a kid because my parents told us that Italians aren't real white people." <laughs> Pizza as soul food. One of the greatest oh lines God. in history. Uh-huh. Severe, L.A. Nick, Molina, Tino Lettieri. I can just keep going down the list. People. Nick DiPaolo. Chris Domino. Let's keep going down the list. Tino Nick isn't really a white person. <laughs> he's no. like, I've said that he's before. He's like the it's... most Italian man he in is. the world. He, he is has lived, really Italian. He's he lived out of Italy for I don't know how long. He still has the heaviest 12. Italian oh accent in the world. Most like, Italian person of all time. I always wonder why people with accents, like, you can do an accent if you want, so right. why don't they just do an American accent until it becomes natural? Well, he know. told me that he thought in Italian. He thinks in Italian, He yeah. still thinks in Italian most of the time. Hmm. And that's why. Because yep. that would make it difficult. Yep. He speaks four languages, you know. Yeah, but I mean, he's he a smart He French, man. Italian. A French, yeah. French yeah. Italian, Spanish, and Espanola. English. Yeah, I want to hear French in an Italian accent. Well, Spanish and Italian are very, very close. Very close. Oh, but yeah. He, yeah. Doesn't, he doesn't really speak English. He kind of just, you know, massacres yeah. it. Yeah, once you know one romance <laughs> language, you can learn the other. It's romance. true. French is, yeah. 
French is pretty close. I've, per, when I learned Spanish, close. I could read a lot of French. And yeah, a lot but the of enunciation. Oh, pronouncing? No, I can't. Totally pronounce. different in French. Fact, this is true. Just because of you, right after the show today, I'm going to call Lou Nanny and tell him he's not a real white person. <laughs> <laughs> he just loves those jokes. He just got, oh, he loves yeah. those jokes. Sort all your, all your contacts by <laughs> yeah. guineas, non guineas. I'm just going to go through the list, call all the guineas, tell them so this great wonderful. joke. Okay, so back to the guy who's stuck in the women's bathroom wall. Uh, I'm sorry, but a homeless person looking for a place, not in a women's bathroom. We're not buying that part. Well, if he was crawling through the ceiling, you might not know where you're shimmying yeah. down. Homeless That's what people, they think, is really, he was in the ceiling. they go into walls? They hide in the mall overnight. I can't think of anything more erotic than watching somebody pee in yeah, a public what? restroom. Know. The fluorescent lighting, yeah. the I disgusting know. floors. I, yeah, no. It's just but wonderful. Going. Yeah. Thanks. You're just not twisted enough to understand. Apparently. They're <laughs> <See>? not. <laughs> Catherine knows me. Exactly. They're not sure why he decided to enter the wall in the first place, the CBC reports. The pony wall used to hide utilities is not connected to the ceiling, but has a vent cover on top, which the man removed before climbing mm-hmm. in. Police say the man climbed the wall Friday evening after entering the food court bathroom alone. His body was discovered Monday morning by a maintenance worker investigating why the toilet in front of the wall wouldn't flush. Oh. Investigators say there were no other access points through which the man could have entered the wall, which is more than six feet high. Police say the man's family was notified after an autopsy was completed Wednesday, but they are not releasing his identity because his death has been ruled accidental. The exact cause and time of death have also not been disclosed. The victim's motivation for crowding inside the wall is unknown at this time. A spokesperson for the Core Shopping Center says the employee who found the body is a mall employee who has been offered counseling and time off to deal with whatever may he be going through. He may be going through. He's a pooper peeper. Yeah, I guess so. Well, Chuck Berry was. He was? Was he really? Oh, yeah, he hid cameras. When he had a restaurant, he hid cameras in the women's bathroom. So he could watch him poop. I don't get it. Seriously, what is wrong with Who does get it? I just don't get it. There's a lot of things I don't get, though. No. There's a lot of things you shouldn't get. And if you do get them, you've got problems. (laughs) Please get away from me. If you ever get them, you're out of the family. That's all we're telling you, Andy. Yeah, no, thank you. That's everything. The owner of a wildlife park in South Africa is recovering from several lacerations and a broken jaw after a lion attack on Saturday, reports Newsweek. Why do people think they can just walk around with lions? Well, this guy was a special case. He owned, he, he owned the zoo and he like raised this yeah. lion since it was a cub. He Doesn't raised matter. it. He hand fed it. Mean I agree. A thing to the lion. Yeah, no. But it's, I mean, like you know, for a dog or a cat, if you raise it from kitten, it's a lion. It's your friend, but yeah, the lion. Domestic is not cats will scratch you and bite you for no apparent reason. Oh, yeah, well, Hobbs loves biting. Just for me. fun. Oh they're just yeah. like, ah, oh, I just hate you right now. I've Chomp. always wondered why. I mean, they're like that. Cats do that. They just love to, bite to just bite I know, you. They for go no from reason. like sleeping to like assholes. frantic, lunatic, Girl. bite your finger. I know. It's like, exactly. And you didn't do anything. Fred was the just, absolute worst. He was Fred horrible. Was a psychopath. I was glad to see him go. <laughs> Fred. <laughs> we God. We had Remember, a cat. Fred is dead. Fred is dead. <laughs> no, we found not dead. One Somebody day, took that horrible cat. Wow. One day, Alex and I went outside. And we found a cat underneath one of the pine trees on Giant our property. Giant orange tabby. Yeah, an orange cat with no... Uh, he was fixed, he, but he didn't have tags and or anything. he was scruffy, like and he'd he was, been in a million fights. He was clearly, yeah. like, very homeless. So we fed him some Somebody cookie dough. Somebody probably chucked him at our house. We fed him some cookie dough, and he moved into Mom's uh, tax store. Yep. And peed on Indeed. everything. And peed on everything he could. <laughs> it was really great. Oh, really good for sales. Why did we have him live in the barn? We already had because Cecil already and Whiskers, had, and yeah, they would have killed him. Oh, Cecil would have, yeah. Cecil, Cecil would have killed him. <laughs> Cecil was not, a bad guy. Cecil was very territorial. You had a cat named Whiskers. Who named? Well, Alex was How like six at the time. Alex was very young. Was like, Whiskers! Yeah. Yep. Whiskers. I got, him, I got him with a friend, and she named her cat Fluffy. So... Ooh. Six-year-old <laughs> girls, you gotta no, understand. Fluffy and Whiskers. It's Everything's puppies and unicorns at that age. Well, Cecil was named Still after is. the... Uh, protagonist in Final Fantasy IV, so... I mean, normal. Cecil mm-hmm. Harvey. Normal. By the way, Alex, <laughs> I know that Brittany got very excited about this, and she said you would too, that uh, Spice Girls are considering going on tour again. But one of them won't do it, so Tell they don't know what they're going to do. Really, really See? <laughs> Which one won't go? 
Probably the one with the most money. Posh. Yeah, yeah. Well, all Posh. The Posh. Beckham Posh. Posh. Victoria Beckham, yeah. Uh, let's I see. am not necessarily a lover of reunion tours. Mm-hmm. It's kind of sad. It's a kind of, yeah, stink. it's a little sad. It's like, and oh, it's look, like, they can't do what they used I, to. I right. also am not one of those people. I know a lot of people like have playlists on their phone of like NSYNC and Spice Girls and stuff and they listen to it still and I'm like nah I'm good Yeah, like I listen to it then and it's not good music so some of them aren't too bad yeah no there are definitely good songs but but yeah yeah. there's a lot of really not well it's it's always been that way though that's why they have singles the single is good and the rest of the album is generally mediocre yeah but they have to do an album or else they can't make money yeah it just feels kind of pathetic yeah. yeah. Like, oh, 10 years later, 15 years later, you're. Yeah, that Duran Duran. Ginger bowed out of the tour. Oh, Ginger. Oh, Ginger's what? Which she's, one is that now? She's the one that broke up the band in the first place, so that's not surprising. Uh, she's she's the Mick. Oh, the great singer. She did. No! Ginger is not! God. It is sporty! My God! Right. Oh, she's actually <sighs> English and Swedish. She just looks really, really Irish. She did, I think, porn after. Oh, good. good for her. No. I swear. I'm pretty sure she Andy, did Andy, do me a favor. Find it. Uh, yes. Would you please go and find too much and then You've play it? You've done this it. before. Yeah. And I will point out which part I think the oh woman Oh, my says. God. We've Where? done this before. That hurt. It's hurt. 40 place. We've done this like five times. If anybody times. knows her I had to go to one of their concerts. So. That is a phenomenal song. It's Sporty oh, Spice. I mean, that is a great song. Ginger was a page three girl at 19. Now what's Who's that mean? Ginger. Name? Ginger Spice. She's I know Ginger Spice. Three which means. Ginger? The redheaded which, one. Yeah. Don't well, I know, but I can't remember who they were. Because Sporty was the Irish one with the tooth, right? The gold <laughs> tooth. None of them are Irish. <laughs> Ginger is red hair. Uh, Scary's black. And then I don't know about the other three. They Victoria. named the black one Scary? Well, really? Scary Spice. She had it like, Usually afro. they say that for Italians. She That's had an afro. <laughs> oh, wait. There was Baby Spice. Baby Spice ba- is the blonde, the blonde one. Yeah, yeah, I remember her. And yeah. Victoria Beckham was Posh Spice. Oh, yeah. she was Posh? Posh? Posh and Sporty, I don't know. There was Mel B and Mel C. Mel B was scary. Mel C was... Oh. Sporty. sporty. I remember those. Yeah. Oh, Mel C is sporty. That's the one with the great... Well, they all have really good voices. But a page three girl, the Sun, you know the Sun, the um, English uh, magazine? Yeah. Tabloid. Every... Uh, yeah, it's really more of a tabloid. Every edition on page three has a topless girl. Oh, okay. She did that at 19? Good for her. Well, so she didn't do porn. No, but I mean, topless in a magazine is kind of in England. It's borderline. That's been in the newspaper forever. Yeah, for real. As far as I know, I mean, they literally put that in the newspaper in England forever. Topless women. How about this thing with the uh, NFL? uh, The 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 Redskin cheerleaders are now claiming that during a photo shoot that they and they didn't say who made them do it, but they they did a topless cheerleader photo. Nobody can make you do a topless photo. No. Yeah, I don't know. I think I saw the story. I can't make you. I don't you. know what that's all about. Yeah, here we go. Uneasy photo shoot. Uh, there's <laughs> no, some uneasy. disagreement about what uneasy. went down when the Washington Redskins cheerleading squad traveled to Costa Rica in 2013. According to the five unnamed women, Juliette McMaker, McCour, spoke to for the New York Times, the trip ended up feeling exploitative. They were at the Occidental Grand Papagayo re- Resort for a calendar photo shoot. Some of the 36 women were required to take off their tops at times to facilitate the shots. Required. How, how do you facilitate? Yeah. You better take off your you pants. You say, no, so I'm not going yes, to do this. you're blinding the camera. Yeah. None of us are Try doing this. Try it without this. a shirt on. Yeah, let's do something else. A, That's all you got to say. I know a past Eagles cheerleader, and they did. The band or the team? Um, And they went to coast. I think it was Costa Rica, and some of them had were topless, but they like covered up. It wasn't like their boobs were out, but they covered up. But why? Why? But I don't know. Because they want to sell calendars, and they have to go to Costa Rica to take their clothes off. Damn! What the hell is that all about? I know. I don't understand anyone or anything anymore. I think it's just a nice trip for the team. When we had season tickets to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. We were right in front of the Vikings cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. 
And people would, like men, like middle-aged men would always come down. It's always the middle-aged ones. And record them with their phones or just sit there staring oh, God, at them. Yeah. I'm like, it's so creepy. There's Ish. a lot of yeah, it is messed weird. up people. It's weird how... Because a GoPro, nobody would know. You could just kind of... <laughs> Yeah, like you or just do. dress up like a cop, and it's my body cam. Yeah. We have to wear it. Yeah, sorry. Have a hot dog here. I have to wear a body cam. <laughs> Did you know that the Spice Girls are the best-selling girl group ever? Of all time. Of all time yep. Yep. That's very no, yep. the Supremes have no. to be. Supremes no. aren't Spice even girls. close. Not even close. Really? The Spice Girls have sold four times as many as the Supremes. Oh, that makes my heart that hurt. Weird. Those women could sing, though. You got to give so the Spice Girls. So the Supremes. The, well, yeah, I, well, one of them could. It was it's Spice Girls, then at two is the Andrews Sisters. Well, <laughs> the thing you have to <laughs> Minnesota from Lake Manitoba. Oh, okay, I'm Minnesota. The TLC, Destiny's Child, Pussycat Dolls, AKB48, uh, which strippers. is so the, the yeah, Pussycat Dolls are the Andrews kind of Sisters are in second place. Oh, yeah, we got to take a break. Oh, the th- oh. got to take a break. Break time. We'll be right back. I'll be right back. Tom Bernard show. What the <laughs> F are you doing? You think I'm weird? Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable. Stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than fifty percent off his four pack special which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM or go to mypillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper, and neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. I need love, love. Sang the backing vocals on Gimme Shelter. No, that's uh, Marcy. I mean, the rape murder part. Yeah. Her name was Marcy. I think well, it's Marcy. It it's not, no, it's not it? Darlene Love. 20 feet from stardom. She was 20 great. feet from stardom. Yeah. Phenomenal. She showed up wearing rollers at 2 o'clock yeah. in the morning. Pregnant. Yep. And pregnant, yeah. yes. The Supremes actually did pretty poorly. 29 albums. How is that possible? 29 albums, an average of about 0.7 million sales per. Wow. Whereas the Spice Girls from... had three albums and sold 85 million. Oh, my there, there God. There was a time from what, 67 to 69, you couldn't turn the radio on and not hear this. Exactly. That's why it's so weird. Maybe they were, well. Maybe they just didn't keep track because it was women. Or maybe it was before the (laughs) average person. It could be. The old girls don't count theory. Yeah, exactly. It might have been just because that was before the average person could easily just afford tons of music. I was going to say, like, music is so much more easily acquired. You could have bought a 45. I mean, they were how much money even back then? They were like 50 cents or something. Well, yeah, but I mean, they were next to like nothing. right now, you can just, oh, I want that song. I liked it. Yeah. I you don't have to go to the store. Album. Like, they sound fun. That's true. You know, it's so different than, yeah. like, the. Yeah. it's so much more intentional to go out and buy an album, and it's like a thing. None of right. the best selling, the only best selling girl group after 1960 
is the and or before 1960 is the Andrews sisters. That's amazing to me. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, our very special guest Bob Barry. How you doing, Bob? I'm doing good, John. How about you? Never better. Nice to talk with a legend of Minneapolis. Well, it's a. That's a, but yeah, that's but right. You're not Doug dead yet. And all over the world. <laughs> laughing at Catherine. Bob, my own wife is stabbing me right in the back. It's unbelievable. But that's very you're kind. Talking, you're talking about 45. What is it? 40? My neighbor asked me, the, the kid asked me, what's a 45? Yeah, yeah, they want to know. Pistol. Who, who knows? Right? Yeah, they don't know anymore. It's true. Nope. I have never once held. Wait, no. Yep, I held a 45 had, once. You guys had a little record player. We did? Yep, you did. You did. Yep. Oh, we I have, don't rec- even remember we have that. a record player. Yep. The only time I remember holding a 45 is when we went to JB's like two years ago. Yeah, that's right. He does have them. Is this a Frisbee? Bob Barry ruled Milwaukee's airways in the 60s and 70s, the only time the Beatles performed there. Barry introduced them to the audience, and he was the only local personality who spent time in private with the Fab Four. Lucky. If a band or musician came to town, he met them with a microphone. Chuck Berry, the Animals, Wings, the Rolling Stones, the list goes on. His popular Bob Berry Calls the World segment entertained thousands with cold calls to famous personalities, including Bob Hope, Sophia Loren, Elton John. How did you ever come up with that idea, Bob? It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one day I was uh, sitting in the studio, and I, I, I just playing records, and I thought, God, I'm, I'm not going to get any listeners. <laughs> and uh, somebody somebody said, well, why don't you, and this is before talk radio. I mean, there wasn't any talk right, radio right. in Milwaukee. And uh, so someone called, and uh, this lady called, she says, you know, why don't you try to call the president you know, at the White House? And I said, hey, you might be onto something here. What would happen if you tried to call the president at the White House? And those were the days when you could call cold. And, uh, you know, nobody would complain. Uh, and then all of a sudden the FCC clamped down and <laughs> right. said, no, 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 you yeah. don't do that anymore. So uh, anyway, I tried it, and I went through about five departments. <laughs> and finally, uh, they said, no way, you know. Uh, so, uh, it, and I thought, well, hey, this, this might be a fun thing to do. So then I started to call the Prime Minister of Australia, <laughs> and uh, he was uh, sleeping. <laughs> of course, you know, our time and their time, and... It was a big difference, so I don't know, it was 3 in the morning or something like that. And uh, he was very gracious, uh, you know, and I said, well, uh, you get a lot of calls like this? He said, yeah, a lot of idiots calling. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice touch. You know, yeah, and ordered a pizza in Rome and, uh, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, and then I started calling celebrities, and, uh, and that really... That really worked out. Uh, the, the ones that they seemed to like the best were the ones that were that hung up on me, uh, like Ingrid Bergman and Cher and uh, Oswald's mother and uh, Peter Falk. Uh, he hung up on I, you? Yeah. Peter yeah, Falk I woke, did? Peter That's Falk did. Columbo. I That's woke him up. Bad. He answered a couple of questions. And he was, you know, he was asleep. I mean, he was oh, out okay. completely. And uh, then I asked him to do a voice track for me. <laughs> he oh. said, you didn't wake me up at this time of the morning for me to do that, did you? Talk to you later, Bob. <laughs> yeah, he, how, did, uh, how did you get their numbers back then? I used to get them from all uh, kinds of sources. I, I, I subscribed to a service that would give you numbers because, you know, they're all trying to promote something, as you know. Yeah, it's true, yeah. And uh, so, you know, it was pretty easy to, to get the, uh, the numbers. And then uh, I subscribed. Subscribe to all the newspapers in the area, like uh, you know the Chicago Tribune and the Times and all that stuff, and the local papers, and and they would list where they're staying. Oh know? my God! They're, they're staying at the Palmer Can't House do that or whatever anymore. in Chicago, and uh, that, that was, was that was neat. And and then of course you called them cold, and you know like Jaja Gabor answered the phone. I said, "This Bob Berry calling live from WOKY in Milwaukee." Uh, you know, and they're they're just they don't know what to say. God, um, legendary radio station, by the way, Walkie Radio, W-O-K-Y. Yeah, it is, it is no longer, though. Too bad. Yeah, I know. It's W-T- a sports station now. Got and, WTMJ uh, still, don't you? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, they're still strong. Of course, there, there's a couple of talk, uh, TMJ and ISN are the talk right. radio stations right. down, and they, uh, they, you know, they do, they do all right. Now, uh, the book is called Rock and Roll Radio Milwaukee, Stories from the Fifth Beatle. It's one of the... Bob, I, I tell you, one of, the, one of the things, I've been for, in radio for 48 years now, and one of the great things about being in radio is every town has its legendary radio people and legendary radio stories. I won't bring up a name. You can bring up the name if you want, but there was a certain program director in Milwaukee 
who used to go to a bar across the street from the radio station so much <laughs> that he had a phone installed at the bar <laughs> instead of... Is that not true? Oh, it, was it was a red phone, Tom. It was a red phone. It was a red phone. Oh, the hotline. <laughs> he had yep. a hotline in the bar. He had a hotline at the bar instead of in the radio station. Damn. <laughs> Can't get away with that stuff anymore. Oh. He spent more time over there than he did at the radio station. Oh, and that's where he came up with all his ideas. Yep. I mean, you know, the people in the bar would talk about things, and he'd say, hey, that's a great idea, you know, and, and he'd, he'd, he'd do it. Uh, or what you know, and he'd do a survey. You know, well, what songs do you like? What radio programs do you listen to? Right? And he, that that was just fantastic. You know, at that time, that was really, uh, uh, you know, a pioneer in the in the business. But that that's the great thing about radio those those legendary stories about like you know, you doing what you did, and I guess I can use the name Jim Jim doing what he did and. Uh, well, and the uh, and the, I think uh, and we didn't mention his name, but George Wilson and some some in your area might have heard of him if they were in radio, of course, uh, because he was uh, legendary. He won a program director of the year award, Billboard yep. uh, magazine, yep. and and so he was uh, he was something else. Man, I miss him. Uh, yeah, no, there's no doubt time. about it. I I was very lucky in that. Back in the day, many, many years ago, in the 70s, I got to sit down once in a while with Larry Lujak and talk to him. He's oh, one wow. of the greats of all time. Radio yep. is just my favorite radio story of all time, though, Bob, is the real Don Steele at KHJ in Los Angeles. Mm, talk about a legend. I'm talk about a legend. There's a, in L.A., there's the Steele Bridge. And he blocked the bridge by turning his car sideways and told people, get the hell off of my bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Did he go to jail? Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did indeed go to jail for that. For that little stunt. I just, I love, Bob, do you remember that first big break that you got? Because there is a lot of people, men and women, who are very, very good at radio, but they never got that big break like you did and I did and. So, so many other people. Do you remember what that was? Well, the uh, the, the first break I got, uh, I had worked at a small station, uh, Hartford, Wisconsin, and uh, then uh, there was a program director at WEMP here that was driving around listening to small radio stations, and he heard me, and he called me, and he said, you know, we'd like you to work at WEMP for the summer relief. And I was living in Milwaukee, so, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, I don't have to take that 30-mile drive every day. That will be great. So uh, I came into uh, to WEMP, and then while I was, uh, let's see, I worked there for a while, and then I worked, uh, I worked for WRIT. They went automated, and, uh, you know, long story short, uh, I went worked for the Journal Sentinel, and then uh, there was uh, one day when a program director asked me if I'd like to do summer relief for WOKY, so I came in and I did that. And then on a Sunday afternoon, a... Um, I don't know if you ever heard of the name Lee Gray, but he was uh, pretty popular here right. at that yep. time. Good, good uh, uh, afternoon, Jack. And so he, <laughs> with the Bradford Beach is full of uh, bikini-clad people on a hot uh, August uh, afternoon, and he goes on the air and introduces Eddie Hodges' "Girls Are Made to Love" as "Girls Are Made to Lay." And Uh-oh. the program director called the engineers that cut his mic. I'm coming in to finish his show. He called me and said, you want a full-time job? There and it is. I, I got my full-time job. And then, of course, in 64, I get this call from a guy in Chicago saying, uh, I'm bringing the Beatles into Milwaukee, and we know that you're popular. and uh, You play a lot of Beatle records, so we'd like you to MC the show. And I said, what does it pay? And he said, I don't pay anything. You are a radio guy, Bob. That's awesome. I'll take a pass. I said, I have been making like 200 250 for all of these oh, concerts. Yeah. Dave Clark 5 and Herman's Hermits and all sure. that. You know? So, uh, so I, I hung up and the, the music director, Arlene Choir, said, what was that all about? And I told her, and she says, you call him back and tell him you'll do it. You know? She says, look at this. And she opened Cashbox and Billboard magazines. And it was just full of the Beatles in mm-hmm. Europe and how popular they were. So he called him back, and uh, luckily um, he had called an, an, another guy to do it from WRIT. And I said, uh, he said, let me call him back, and I'll tell him to introduce the warm-up acts and then introduce you. <laughs> so can you imagine introducing a guy from your opposition you know, <laughs> oh, to this God. huge concert, 11,838 screaming kids? 
that was that that was the biggest break. And can you imagine if the music director had not been in that, mm-hmm. you know, at, at the time when I talked to this guy, my whole life would have uh, would have changed. No, it's very true, and that, that and that's exactly. As a matter of fact, I just talked to Dave Hamilton yesterday. Uh, all those years ago, Catherine uh, called me. I was living in. We were well. I was. I was in New York at our. We had a house at 20th Street and Second Avenue, and and back in Minneapolis. And she called and said, "We're going to have a baby." In 1986, she called me in April, and I said, "Oh well, we can't really raise a baby in Manhattan." So I, as I literally put the back then, uh, for people under the age of 35, you used to put the phone back on a cradle. <laughs> That's what you did. And I put the phone back on the cradle. The second I put it down, it rang, and it was Dave Hamilton. He said, do you have any interest in getting back into radio? Because we need a morning guy at KQRS. I said, yeah, that sounds good. He said, well, I, I could probably, you know, pay you okay. I'm not what you're making now, obviously, but I can pay you okay as long as you promise to stay for six months. And I'm now in my 33rd year of working wow. at KQRS. It's unbelievable. Oh, that is, yeah. But it's yeah, just that story. the timing of that whole thing. Because if he had called a day earlier, I would have said, nah, I really don't want to. Things are going really well in New York. But, hey, we can't raise a baby in New York. So it, it, the timing of it was just unbelievable. Um, that's well, It's just one of those things about radio. I talk, Steve Dahl and I have become really good friends because I think he is the greatest of all time. Yeah. He is amazing. Uh, you know, Howard is. Stern and I and many other people kind of emulated what Steve Dahl invented, but he's just a straight-ahead guy, funnier than hell. Just, it, It's a great business. We got very, very lucky, didn't we? Yeah, we sure did. Did you know uh, Bob Collins? I did not, no. Okay, Bob Collins was at uh, GN. Right, and, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he ended up on, you know, ended up on the morning show, and then, of course, he had that tragic uh, plane crash. But uh, I was offered that job in, in GN, and it started. It was a split shift first from uh, four until uh, seven, and that, or uh, wait a minute, no, two to two to four, and seven to nine. Ugh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said, geez, I've got a family, you know, and no. just like you, you know. Yeah. I, I, yep. I thought it over and, and talked it over with the family, and I decided not to take it. Well, then they called Bob Collins, who was out of work. He was in Florida, mm-hmm. and uh, down to his last dime, and he hopped on his motorcycle from uh, and, and drove from on his motorcycle from Florida to Chicago. And uh, he did the audition, and they, his audition was, you know, real this southern thing that he did. And, uh, and they said, no way, you know, he's a little risque, you know for GN, and uh, one of the program directors says, no, I think he'll be great, and so they hired him, and that's, that's how Collins been there forever. Uh, Bob, I'm, we have to get you back on the show, because there are about 15 more questions I want to ask you, so I want to reach out and book you again, if that's all right. That would be great. That would be great. And by the way, the uh, the proceeds from the book are uh, going to uh, Donate Life Wisconsin and the Angels Funds for Kids, so uh, I really appreciate uh, anybody who picks up the book. It's a wonderful thing. I will reach out again very soon, my friend. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bob Berry, ladies and gentlemen, the book is called Rock and Roll Radio Milwaukee Stories from the Fifth Beatle. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.